Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear originally aired February 12th, 2017 on episode 78 of the Cups and Cakes podcast. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. I'm Marvin Greensboro. Joining me tonight is an Edmonton institution called Audio Racketry. The band toes the line between folk and punk and is known to bring a packed house into a full mosh pit with their frenetic live shows. The lineup has evolved frequently over the years, but an addition of Blair Drover on guitar and Jerome Tuvillo on drums has finally given the core duo of Joe Vickers and Matt Murphy the stability Audio Racketry has never known. Joining me today in Inside the Artist Studio, I have Matt, Blair, and Jerome. How are you guys? Welcome to Cups and Cakes. Woo! Thanks for having us. No problem. How's your day going? Fabulous. Really good. What's well, good? Let's get into it. The new record, self-titled, is that a statement to say that this record is the truest representation of the band as a whole? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, all the last records. We kind of had a, a few different members and, and a few different ideas, but this is the most uh, cohesive, put together record that we've done. You know, uh, this is audio rocketry. That's kind of where we were going with that. Right on. So this album was produced by the infamous Jesse Gander. What made you decide to enlist him? He's uh, he's the best. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a really good dude. This is the third album that Jerome and I have actually worked with Jesse on. So when we sat down and figured out that it was going to be a more aggressive, bigger sounding record, we we kind of all knew that Jesse would be the guy to get it out of us. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a good friend by this point. So it's super easy to work with him. Easy to tell him yes. Easy to tell him no. You know so on and so forth yeah, and he really pushes you creatively as well like he's one of those guys that can just draw it out naturally so that's the really cool thing about working with him and they've got uh they've got most of the tony hawk games uh for <laughs> playstation 2 um so that was a big selling point for me so he keeps you busy when yeah, you're not busy. absolutely well that's good well so since jerome wasn't part of the band yet i'll pose this question to matt and blair how did writing this record differ from the previous one this is uh this is our most collaborative record for sure which is funny because um, our singer Joe lives in a different country. He lives in the States. So through the use of technology and uh, him visiting, uh, I went down to Portland for a week and wrote uh, some songs with him and stuff. But like through um, just recording, sending demos and stuff, we've all, uh, yeah, collaboratively wrote the record together. Yeah, uh, with previous records, it felt, ev- well, even piloting, uh, I was only in the band a couple months at the time. It was generally Joe came to us with a you know, handful of songs and we would all write our parts. Whereas, you know, there's a good chunk of this record that we sat down as, as a group and started off with one chord progression and then turned it into a song. Uh, Sisters was one mm-hmm. of those songs. Yeah. It, it was a lot more uh, creative input from everybody as opposed to the last few records. Good. 
You made your rabid, ultra-loyal fan base wait five years for this record. Why the uh, long delay? We, uh, well, initially, like, when we first started recording and putting out records, we put out three records in three years, and we felt like that was... That was a lot, and we could take a bit of a break, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, after busting out three records in three years, we decided to kind of wait and see what happens. Um, every record's been kind of an evolution of our sound. Um, so we were in, like, no rush to, to bust something out. And Plus, you know, we all got older and busier other aspects of our lives and stuff life got in the way yeah well we're also all in different projects and uh yeah we all have our own lives own careers stuff like that so it took it took some time to get everybody together and mm -hmm. to actually sit down and, and make it a focus well a couple of songs on this album carry some pretty heavy weight the Way Ahead tackles gentrification and sisters is about missing murdered indigenous women in Canada. Was this a group decision to write about these social topics? I think it was. Yeah. Um, like sisters was a was a long conversation. Initially Joe came up with the idea, but before we actually put pen to paper, we, we sat down and discussed kind of, is this what we want to do? And even when, it wasn't until I think uh, Sisters, we were sitting in the studio and hearing it back for the first time that we went, whoa, this carries more weight than we initially had intended. Mm -hmm. um, so that brought up another conversation of how do you put that out appropriately or how do you discuss it appropriately? Because there is, there is definitely a social conscious, especially in social media at this point, so yeah, you, you kind of want to be careful with how you say what you want to say. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely a conscious thing. Alright, so we mentioned that Joe lives in a, in a different country. So what challenges do you guys face with him being so far away? Um, my biggest challenge is that I miss him a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're all brothers and... Uh, you know, but he's lived down. He's lived in Portland on and off uh, for half the year for, I mean, five, six years. Um, I guess we got to the point where because, you know, when we are active, we're not the most active band. You know, we don't play every weekend or anything like that. Um, we kind of realized quickly that it doesn't really matter where you live. We can always meet up on the road. We can always meet up in Edmonton. And... Um, it's definitely, it's, it, it's been challenging, but it hasn't stopped us from doing anything we want to do, for sure. Well, what does uh, 2017 hold for you guys? As of, uh, as of right now, we've got a BC Alberta tour um, for February. February 20... 20th, 21st? Uh, 21st when we leave. I think the Vancouver show will be like the 22nd is what we're yeah. planning for. So we have that, and then that's that's pretty much it for now. Um, we did uh, Eastern Canada um, when the record came out in November, and now we're kind of doing like the Western leg of that, and then where it takes us from there is kind of up in the air. Where can the people find the dates for that tour? We haven't announced them yet. Ooh. We haven't announced them yet, but I imagine by the time this podcast is out, um, they'll be posted on facebook our websites uh instagram twitter all that kind of stuff Alrighty, social media possibly something in the fall but uh right now jerome and murph are focusing on their other project mm -hmm. um, so they'll be doing a lot of touring with that cool stuff well 
Now I've got the important rapid fire questions. The nitty gritty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, we'll go around the table here. What album sparked your love of music? Probably, I know this is cheesy, but uh, Harvest Neil Young. Right on. Green Day Dookie. Ooh, good one. Ooh, that's nice. What's first cassette? That's such a hard one for me. I don't know. I have to say, like, when I first heard Goo Goo Dolls, it really started sparking my interest for sure. Oh, I fucking <laughs> love the dolls. <laughs> dolls are pretty solid. Uh, well, what's your current musical obsession? Hip-hop, to be honest. I, I've really gotten into MF Doom and Jay Dilla, that kind of stuff. Right on. Pairs. Okay. Oh, they're so good. Pairs are so good. Right now, I'm just really obsessed with listening to this one band, Forever Came Calling. Okay. Just, I really like the drum stuff. Favorite meal? Mac and cheese. Indian food. Uh, uh, pho. Vietnamese pho. Actually, yeah. I take that back. Donairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Fort Mac. That's a big thing. It's what they yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you take your coffee? As he sips his coffee. Black, just like my metal. <laughs> just a little bit of cream. Just just, just a little. Uh, two creams. Alcohol or marijuana? <laughs> or both. There's no wrong answer. Marijuana. Right on. Uh, seven months sober, but before that, uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> both. Nice. How many pets do you guys have, and what are their names? Zero. I can barely take care of myself, so zero. <laughs> I have two pets, and their names are Jerry and Bukowski. Okay, sorry, I take that back. I have one cat named Bukowski, which Jerome Raises. takes care of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I take the new dad. He's still my cat. <laughs> two Christmases. <laughs> I went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. <laughs> He's still looking for you, man. I always see him at the windows every day. <laughs> What's something everybody needs to shut up about? Themselves. Since it's nearly 2017, 2016, people need to shout up about that. The uh, carbon tax. <laughs> Best album to have sex to? Lightning Bolt Red Skies. Corn Issues. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Explosions in the Sky. Any of them, they're good. <laughs> Favorite road trip album? Middle Brother. Middle Brother. Uh, Oscar out of Will Kill. I really like Fiddler lately for just road tripping. If you could have sex with any musician, dead or alive, man or woman, who would it be? Bowie. Juliet Lewis. Oh man, you're into the crazies. Absolutely. I'll just say Buddy Rich, he just punishes people. If you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, guy or girl, who would it be and what would you abuse? I'd do LSD with Tom Waits. Let's say a beers with the prodigy. The guy with the biog. I just like to blaze up with uh, the drummer from, well, his name's Lou Collin, but he has his own YouTube channel and stuff. I just love to pick his brain. He just seems like to have such a good flow. If you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, Patrick Carney with Black Keys. Easy. Paul McCartney. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Can I just pass? Yep. Yeah. All right, if you just found out you're the last person on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? Probably pick up Skyrim. I'll probably, like, sleep in, because <laughs> I ain't got to be anywhere. I'll probably do a lot of baiting, too. Yeah, yeah, tons of baiting. <laughs> probably just start walking, <laughs> just walking around, I don't know what else I'd do. Brings us to the conclusion. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. And best of luck in all your future endeavors. You guys, too, thank you. All right, and to send these boys out of the door here, we're going to play one of their new tracks. This one's called High Level.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Audio Rocketry. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more about Cups and Cakes, go to www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.